tell me the thing about you. <laughs> I say here's the thing too much. You sure do. <laughs> I really do. I, I mean, I would say too much. It's just a thing you say. It's you Well, know. it's one of those things that when you start recording a podcast, you realize your vocal patterns and you mm. grow to hate yourself. Well, the funny thing is that, yeah, I think you have to record a podcast to, to recognize your own vocal patterns, but... I've, there's always certain patterns I've noticed in, in friends of mine. Yeah, you know, like I had my friend Chris Churchill used to always say, "As it turns out, all the time." That was like his thing. Uh-huh. After I knew him for about a year, I realized, "Oh, he says that all the time." I don't think I ever told him though. Did you know <laughs> that I say, "Here's the thing" all the time before we started podcasting, or did we learn that from podcasting? I didn't actually pick up on that until we started podcast. But see, I think it's different because when we're podcasting, we're talking to to an other. Yes. And so you, you you would tell them what the thing was. I'm more explanatory because I'm yes. speaking to the audience. Which, by the way, this is yeah. McNulty and DeLorean. Hi, I'm McNulty. I'm DeLorean. You may know us from such feature-length films as P is for Psycho and The President's Neck is Missing. <laughs> okay, that's from The Simpsons. So. Is that really? Yeah, yeah, those are both Troy McClure lines. Oh, man. <laughs> That's where I get into trouble because I I'll, I would have walked away thinking Scott is so clever. I'm so brilliant. He's such a clever man, that Scott McNulty. I think He's we, not. I think we've established I'm a pretty good writer of rap lyrics. You are, yeah. Scott has yeah. been helping me write rap songs. And uh, so stay tuned for our upcoming album, which is all about fucking historical figures <laughs> in the asshole. Um, I started out writing just one song about fucking someone in the asshole. Mm. And then uh, Scott was so brilliant with the lyrics. We really, I just thought, you know what? Here's the thing. People want to hear about fucking historical figures in the butthole. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I feel like the worse an idea is, the more successful it will be. That is what I've learned in yeah. life. So I, I've always found that anything that I've done, that comedy-wise, it's always the things that I don't like or care about or consider throwaway jokes that yes. people love. Love. And the stuff that I think this is going to be hilarious, like always fails. Yep. You know, so I'm like, apparently I don't know anything about We comedy. aren't hip. No, we're, we're really not. Yeah. <laughs> we're not tastemakers. No, definitely. We'll taste, we're, we'll taste <laughs> things. We're definitely tasters, but oh, yeah. we're not tastemakers. We're not trendsetters. No. Um, I'd like to point out that uh, there's a Hamilton Beach custom coffee grinder on my shelf it's uh-huh. behind you so you can't see it but um i already owned a coffee grinder uh-huh. that i hardly ever use and now i have another one what happened uh marilyn happened oh marilyn said <laughs> yeah. you know what you need yeah my mom just randomly bought me a, a, an expensive like a much nicer and expensive coffee grinder uh-huh. and then i just asked her like why did you give me this <laughs> yeah she's like oh you know because you wanted one i was like nope never never <laughs> said that Never, never said I wanted one. I actually already have one that I don't use very much because I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just buy ground coffee. Yep. hundred percent. Oh, I thought you wanted one. I was like, sure don't. And here's the other thing too. Not my birthday. Not Christmas. No. No reason for you to get me this. <laughs> um, well, I live with Deborah, and Deborah just constantly is uh, buying me things that I don't need or want. And um, I... <laughs> I'm one step above homeless, so I don't, you know what I don't need is more stuff, but she gets <laughs> yeah. so excited. She's like, oh, oh, look what came in the mail for you. And I'm like, oh, some really fucking ugly bed sheets that I don't <laughs> want, that I do not want to own. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, mother. This this coffee grinder actually got delivered to her house while I was there. Mm. And I was kind of like, are you... I was like, are you sure this is for me or are you just giving it to me because you think that I it should be mine because I'm here right I'm now? Because I'm here right now. She's like, no, no, I ordered it for you. 
And I was like, I don't understand why. <laughs> so, um, mothers are mysterious. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mysterious people. They are. Oh. Don't ever live with yours or do. Who knows? I tell you, I have. Awful. Awful. It's rough. It's rough. But, um, you know, it's about all I can afford right now. Also, uh, I go out of town a lot. So it is nice to be like, yeah. Deborah's got the dog. It's cool. Uh, that is a thing. I can tell you that I am always someone who says, this weekend, I'm going to go to XYZ. Uh-huh. And then I never do it. I'm, uh-huh. al- I'm always like, ah, well, I'm not going to, you know, next week, whatever. I'm lazy. And I'm bad at making plans. Uh-huh. Or at least sticking to plans that I yes. make. Uh, then I got myself a cat, which I now own. Uh-huh. I don't like to say that I own her. But we we cohabitate. Yeah. I'm her care caregiver. I mean, she owns you because you're the one going out there and making the money. She owns, she owns me. She owns mm-hmm. this this wallet of mine. Yeah, and uh, and now it's like that thing where you're on your deathbed and you have all these regrets of things you should have done with your life. So now uh-huh. I'm gonna have a cat, and I'll be like, oh man, I should totally like go somewhere today. And I'm like, uh, I gotta. Who's gonna feed Jasmine if I go? Yeah. If I go away for the weekend, or if I, granted, I mean, a cat can survive the weekend. Yeah. I mean, really. They can. Yeah, I know many, many people who go away for up to four days and just leave out a lot of food and water. A lot of food and water. There's a litter box. I also work down the street from your house and can feed your fucking cat, Scott. You've done it before. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm just using it as yet another Uh excuse for me not to experience life. Yes. I'm not going out there and grabbing life. No. Yeah. I'm just... I'm sitting in life's waiting room. I go out of town all the time and then I say, why don't I have any money? Dude, I would rather do that. I would rather do that uh-huh. than do what I do, which is like, well, I could have gone. To, I could have gone. It's every Monday morning. I'm driving to work, and I'm like, I could have gone anywhere this past. Yeah. Like, why did I go anywhere? It's just like, yeah, the couch. I have a couch, you know? So yeah. that's a thing. Well, I don't have that. So that's, that's what's – I don't have anything – I don't have a comfortable living situation to hold me back. That couch is not comfortable. You've sat – it's terrible. I've taken naps on that couch. Yeah, you can't sit on it, though. No one, no one can. <laughs> I love that. That's an event. Every time I tell you, your couch is fine. I've slept on your couch. You're like, have you tried sitting on it? <laughs> it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> um, this is just a, re- a repeat of the same podcast so far from, of last week or two weeks ago, whatever. So, is that really what we talked about last? We time? talked about mothers and cou- and my couch. That is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we got to stop. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry. Is, Listen, yeah. I went to Las Vegas since I saw you last. Did you really? Yes, I told you that. Did you? Yes, because we were supposed to go to. Both supposed to go to Vegas between the oh, last show and this one. That's right. And then you didn't go. I didn't go. Yeah. I did go. So how was your trip to Vegas? Well, I'll probably never go back. Had you been there before? No. Okay, I've never been. So tell uh, me. Tell me what it was like as a first-timer. It is like Times Square has married my dad's basement. Wow. Because it is shoulder-to-shoulder sidewalks, billiards, and carpet that smells like cigarettes. Wow. That's it. That's Vegas, which is exactly what you would have expected. That does sound amazing. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah. one of my favorite things to do when I go to a new city is to just walk around, yeah. right? Just walk around and see some new shit. But you can't really do it there because the sidewalk is so crammed with people, even uh, in the yeah. middle of the day. Yeah. Um. So my friend, her aunt and her friends flew in from Indiana to see J-Lo in concert and so she wanted to drive up to see her aunt and whatever. Mm. So we J Lo's aunt. 
Yeah, Jay Lozan. <laughs> um, so we left at four in the morning and so we could get to Vegas by noon, meet up with the old ladies. Uh, they were super fun. And I was like, hey, you guys hang out, you drink, you smoke. I'm going to go walk around and explore this city. Yeah. And immediately upon like walking around a block, I was like, fuck no, this is terrible. It's just really, really young girls and yeah. young men wearing no clothes promoting casinos. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I can't imagine this is your first job. This yeah. is your first fucking job. And they're like, here, put on this G-string and stand on the sidewalk. Wow. And it's just loud music and, yeah, smoking, drinking. You can't move around. Um, yeah. And for some reason, a lot of people brought their fucking kids there. And I'm like, what the fuck do you do with your kids in Vegas? What the fuck are you doing with your kids here? That is strange. Yeah. So we yeah. went uh, I went back to the hotel and took a nap. And then we hung out by the pool for a couple hours. I love hanging out by a pool. Mm-hmm. That's super fun. Sure. I had a cocktail by the pool yeah. with booze that we brought in a suntan lotion bottle. <laughs> would you, would you order would you order a Coke and pour some rum into it? Because I heard you can do that. No, uh, I'm oh. not going to buy a Coke. I put Diet Coke in our coffee cups and then we wow. topped them off by the pool. Yeah, we both went on this trip with no money, I should yeah. say. Okay. Um, it's the slow season at my work and I had approximately $80 and that included $40 of like hotel fees and then also buying gas. So I had wow. approximately $0 to spend on this trip. Um, so we hung out by the pool and that was fine. I like hanging out by a pool. You can also do that in Phoenix. So it doesn't really. Yeah. Th- I mean, there was a DJ. <laughs> Were there any slot machines by the pool? No. Okay. Um, but probably pretty close by. Uh, oh. Yes. Okay. Well, we, we there was the pool on the sixth floor of our hotel and the ground floor was all the casinos. We stayed at Planet Hollywood. Oh. Ooh. Uh, um, so yeah, then we went out, we showered, we got dressed, we walked around. It was terrible. I went to the Flamingo because it was the only hotel I wanted to see mm. and I saw the live flamingos. Oh. Um, and then I just was like, I really don't want to leave this room. <laughs> Like yeah. I want nothing outside of this room is of any interest to me. The old lady brigade is at JLo. Like, yeah. So we watched uh, Guy Fieri's grocery store games, Guy's grocery games. Oh, on the sure. Food Network. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, my friend ordered some PF Changs. We ate PF Changs in bed and watched terrible television and passed out. And the old lady brigade came to our room at three thirty in the morning to try to wake us up to party. Oh my god! Saying it's our last chance to feel thirty-three, like party with us. These are all women in their sixties. They yeah. left all these crazy notes on our door, and both my friend and I were like, "Don't make a move. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them know we hear them. <laughs> don't, don't look. Don't no eye contact." Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I went. I hung out with the old ladies the next morning, and um, they were supposed to send us home because they had gone to the dispensary because weed is legal there. They had oh. gone to the dispensary before going to their hotel and bought $300 worth of weed. And we were supposed to get whatever they didn't smoke to take home. They smoked it all. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're old hippies. That's Yeah. Yeah. We got half a bottle of rum and a bottle, of, like, a, like a little bottle of rum and half a bottle of Crown. And oh. they smoked $300 worth of weed in less than 48 hours. I didn't know that weed was legal in Nevada. It was, is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the old ladies were really fun to hang out with. I liked hanging out by the pool. Um, but other than that, I probably will not go back to Vegas anytime soon. Yeah. I was supposed to go with, uh, Johnny Lowell's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mutual friend of ours. Uh-huh. And, um, here's the saddest story ever. So a couple weeks ago, uh, Johnny Lowell's had a birthday coming up. It was uh, like a Monday, uh-huh. like two Mondays ago was his birthday. And he happened to mention to me, yeah, I, I took the whole week off. 
because I'm just gonna have like a I was gonna have like this birthday week celebration. And I was talking to my brother, and I was and we were talking about going to Vegas to see Elvis Costello. Oh man, Elvis Costello was in was in town. Yeah, and um and then I guess his brother is like just super flaky, and then one day just like stopped returning his like John's calls or, and texts. Oh no, I just like dropped the whole thing, like you know. So John had taken this week off, and then he was like all of a sudden like nothing to do. Yeah, and um so he told me all this at a bar, and I was like. I was like, oh, man. I was like, well, I tell you what, maybe I can get, like, you know, next Friday off. Uh-huh. So at least, you know, you'll be off, you know, he'll be off the whole week. But, uh, you know, by on Friday, we can go, or Thursday night, we can go to Vegas. I'll go to Vegas. We can't go to the show, but we'll just, you know, go to Vegas, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we realized too late that um, St. Patrick's Day was Saturday. Yeah. yeah we were, and John's like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I don't want to do that. No, yeah. yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And basically anywhere would be more fun than Las Vegas. Like I yeah. would go again if I were going to a concert, if I were going to go up with some friends to see Britney Spears, if there was someone like I really wanted to go see there and they had a residency in Vegas. Sure. Yeah. But I would never go there to hang out because it was terrible. I would go there if I wanted, like if I was going to shoot a lot of people from a building, I would go. Yeah, to, that is go. a good place for that. Yeah. That is. And they're the people that are asking to get shot that's <laughs> yeah i shouldn't have said that but whoo it was i know we all i think we all sort of thought it when that happened you know newtown yeah. tragic yeah. those are just kids but the vegas thing you're like eh, is that the worst thing it basically <laughs> it was everything it was everything that i don't like it was about a country music concert which i like country music uh, but well. Um, I don't like that kind of cut. Not that new, the new shit. I listen I to like some new shit. The old shit. <laughs> that's what everyone says to stay cool. Yeah, but that's right. Some of the new shit's good. But yeah. <laughs> no, Vegas is like everything I don't like about humanity amplified. Yeah. So people are super drunk. It's like modern, terrible pop music amplified. Yeah. People are just chain smoking. Like it's uh, like just hunched over the machines, like playing yeah. them like zombies, just addicted commercialism zombies and so yeah disneyland is like the opposite it's like an alternate reality where everything is like clean and controlled and whatever and it makes you forget about how terrible the real world is and vegas is like hey here are all the horrible things about being alive and we've made them louder that's exactly how i felt on that cruise yeah i hate and imagine that was seven days and you can't go you can't go anywhere like you're stuck no thank you i still have nightmares about that it was so bad really I actually have had dreams where I'm like on the and I'm like, oh no, why? Why am I here? Like, like where you know someone's telling you like, oh no, you remember you agreed to go on another cruise, and I'm like, oh god, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, that's terrible. And all I keep and all I think about in those dreams are like, yeah. how much money it's costing me because it's so fucking expensive. <laughs> like everything on a cruise is like insanely yeah. expensive. So that was also Vegas, a five dollar foot long. Nine dollars. What? Yeah, I know. That's not. It does. It's not alliterative. I know. It doesn't work. Well, they're not listed as five dollar footlongs there, but I just, I didn't, mm. I don't look at the sign when I go in and buy a sandwich at Subway because if it's a footlong, I assume it costs five dollars. Right. And then no, I paid nine dollars for some bread with vegetables on it. Inappropriate. It is a hundred percent inappropriate. Yeah. Um, we did stop at some cool, weird desert towns. Like on the way home, we stopped at this place that's known for having amazing burgers in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And you go up, and it's basically like a burger shack, yeah. a gift shop, and a place where you can shoot machine guns. <laughs> and uh, so we go in, and my friend orders her burger, and the lady says that's going to be seventeen minutes. And my friend asks, "Is that okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. Like we can wander around." Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be this amazing burger. It's like, a weirdly specific 
time frame. They don't ask you temperatures, so I assume they do it all well done, maybe. But no, I mean, I just mean, like, normally you order food and they don't say 17 minutes. That's they, very specific. They it's, just know. Yeah, they, they know. They just know. So yeah. we went and we wandered around the gift shop, and then out in the yard they have a lot of weird um, those cutouts that you put your face through. Oh, yeah. So you can be, like, an alien bride, or they have one that's a tank that you can climb up. You climb up a platform behind it so you can pose and make it look like you're shooting the gun on a tank. Hmm. Um, so we played with those. Uh, we looked at the machine gun setup, hmm. um, and then we got her burger, which she said was the best burger she has ever had. Wow. Yeah. She's 100% worth 17 minutes of waiting. It was a fantastic burger. I go, that's why you go somewhere where there's only three things on the menu. This fucking place made burgers, hot yeah. dogs, and fries. That's it. They, so, know, they, they do them right then. Yeah. They know never. Yeah. When there's, when there's um, a menu with like a spiral binding, yeah. any sort of... If it looks anything like a book. If it looks like a Russian novelist. Yes. Just it. run away. Yeah. Don't fuck with that. Go somewhere where there's a sign on the wall that's like hot dog, hamburger, french fries. Have you read Dostoevsky's latest novel, The Cheesecake Factory? Yes. Because <laughs> that menu makes no sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Thai, Thai food and Salisbury steak. And yeah. Let's <laughs> just, lobster. <laughs> let's make a menu where they have something for everyone. And then people yeah. who think that that's how restaurants work will come into every other restaurant and go, hey, do you guys don't have like a pad thai? And it's like, no, we don't because we're a breakfast place. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> restaurants like that ruin everything for everyone. But it's like... Yeah. Everything there's frozen, so yeah, it's they fine. Just, they just like pull a film off and pop it into a microwave or something. I think so. It's like you don't want to go to Costco and buy the things and dethaw them yourself, so you just go to Applebee's. I think is what happens. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, anyways, that was my trip to Vegas. Um. Whatever. Pretty exciting times. It was so exciting. It was like super exciting. I got hit on a couple times and called Lady Gaga, which is oh. exactly what happened to me when I lived in New York. Yeah, so, called Lady Gaga? When you all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Men with a, um, unidentifiable, unidentifiable foreign accents love to call me Lady Gaga. They go, Lady Gaga! Oh, Lady Gaga! And I, <laughs> Lady Gaga! And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, when you lived in uh, New York, you had blonde hair, right? And I have blonde and hair I now. Have, yeah, well... That's really what it, what's doing it. Well, I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> I don't get called Lady Gaga anytime I'm anywhere in Arizona. Yeah. I didn't get called Lady Gaga any like anywhere in Los Angeles. Mm. I went to Joshua Tree. No one in that city called me Lady Gaga because mm. they aren't just yelling at women for no reason. <laughs> they might be thinking yeah. Lady Gaga. They're not yelling it at you. Yeah. It's only in places like New York, New York and Vegas and, where, yeah. where they're like, I'm having a thought about a woman. Let me yell it at her. I went to um, I was at work today and I work with this guy from New York who's very loud and we took a walk over to the uh, convenience store next to our work mm -hmm. which is owned by a, also a, a New York refugee. Yes. And uh, these two guys both had a very loud conversation <laughs> and then when we walked out of there with our chips and our frappuccinos or whatever you know I said to him I was like hey do you ever just feel like like when you like really miss home like you miss like being loud and offensive. In a, in a, in a, or like saying offensive things in a, in a too loud way. Is that when you come over here and you talk to Mickey? And he's like, yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, your conversations are so inappropriate in this guy's store. Well, yeah. he doesn't care. The guy owns the store. He doesn't give yeah. it. Yeah, he doesn't care. Let's just be so, inappropriate at a really loud volume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, he said something like, uh, how about those Yankees? He's like, Again, like store full of people, like men, women, and children. And he's like, yeah, I, I was like, I, I, eat, I eat shit and... 
drink baseball. <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah. Why wouldn't you say like, that? I, I sh- I'll shit a baseball right now. <laughs> like, oh, wait, we'll get about it. So, uh, that's wonderful. That's good times. That is good times. That that, is, what, anything new with you? Uh, I have some notes here. I'm not being rude and looking at my phone. I mean, I'm looking at my phone, but I have, I have pos- Scott's looking at pictures of his own dick on his phone because yeah. Scott sends dick pics to himself. Well, the camera adds 10 pounds. So. Then- <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It looks great in this light. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man, there's a lot on here. Why don't Indians hang out with each other? I put that on. Like Native Americans? <laughs> no. Um, okay. So here's something I've wanted to talk about for a while. I work in the I, I work in IT, uh-huh. so we have we have a handful of Indians, uh-huh. you know the the East Indian, yes. not not Native American, yeah, uh, who are from India, yes, right? you know that that work because you know the IT world is that's is, there's some Asians, it's pretty Asian heavy, yes, that, yeah. uh-huh. so um, I have always wondered there's 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 cliques in my in my workplace, uh-huh. which is normal, uh-huh. there's like people that go to lunch together, you know what I mean, like I have my little lunch group. You know, it varies sometimes, but uh-huh. for the most part, it's like the same three people, and there's other little lunch groups. So this these handful of Indian people, both men and women, they don't like. I they don't w- click together. They don't, and I would assume. And see, this sounds racist, but I but I'm no, gonna, but usually <laughs> it's not because we're tribal people, and we tend to tribe up with people who represent who who we who resemble us because yes. that's we assume that we share similar backgrounds and whatever. But also think about it this way, and I was describing this to a coworker, and he was like. Yeah, you're just being racist. And I was like, okay, think about it this way. Say you got a job in India mm-hmm. and you went there because it was like, it's a really good job. They're going to pay you like a ton of money. And you're like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go to India. So you go there by yourself. You're a white American guy mm-hmm. working in this company in India, living in India. There's one other American person. Could mm-hmm. be guy, could be girl, whatever. There's another American person that's in that, in your department. That's your new best friend. That's your new best friend. Like you're going to hang out. I was like, are you, or are you not going to hang out with that yeah. person all the time? And he's like, oh, yeah, I would. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why it's so weird to me. These people, they're immigrants. Like, you'd think they'd be looking for a um, whatever. Like you just said. Like, yeah, hey, a little taste yeah. of home. They don't give it. They, don't, they totally ignore each other. That's I mean, weird. completely ignore each other. I feel like they're trying to prove a point. I feel the same way. I'm like, what are they trying to prove? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And what's weird is they don't hang out with anybody else. They don't hang out with anyone. They're all lone, oh. they're all lone wolves. Okay, that is actually, if they were hanging out with people that weren't each other, that would be weird. But they're just loners. Yeah. And that's fine. Because that's I mean, how I am at work. How fuck? But that would be super lonely. I'm, I'm kind of a loner myself. But if I were in a foreign country, I wouldn't yeah. be, you know, there's a certain amount of like, oh, God, I need to pair up with somebody. I need yeah. some kind of, you know. Well, they have their wives at home and all their children. I That's mean, they are—they are. A lot of them are married. Yeah. yeah so they just go to work and just they go to work, and they don't give a fuck. They're no. just like, oh, do my thing. Go, yeah. I, go to work, and then I eat lunch in the break room alone. Uh huh. I'm like, but still, don't you think? Why don't you go say hi to Prashant? Just go say hi to Viswanath. They're Let's, not see what see what Viswanath's up to. He might want to go get some basmati rice with you. I don't know. <laughs> They're loners. <laughs> it is odd. It can't be helped. Yeah. I mean, they're smart. I have one person at my job that I talk to. Okay, I have two. One works in my department, and because we get along so well and work together so well, uh, and we're both good at our jobs, we no longer work together. Not that us working together yeah. was a problem, but just like, I'm going to split them up because they're both like strong leaders, so we're going to yeah. put them on opposite schedules. So my one buddy, I never get to work with anymore. Like. That's that's what we get for being good together. Exactly. Uh, and then the other person works in a different department, but we're friendly. Like, we have depression in common, and uh, <laughs> it counts for a lot. Yeah. Just to have someone to talk to um, 
talk about that with? Sure. And uh, no, uh, apparently we're having an affair. That's everyone. We are just oh. friends. We are 100% just friends. We also don't really hang out outside of work. I've gone to visit him in the hospital and we've talked on the phone twice. But because we are nice to each other at work. Yeah. We're fucking. Oh, as people think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, At, is, is this guy married? No. Oh. He's a 23-year-old. Oh. He's like a young 23-year-old guy. I'm a 33-year-old practically menopausal woman. <laughs> we are just friends. And uh, everyone's like, all the managers think that we're having an affair. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like, grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's it's one thing to think it, but it's weird if they're talking about that, it. Like, yeah, that know. if I say, like, all right, bye, I'll see you later. Yeah. Um a manager will go, bye. Ooh. Like, and I'm mm. like, yeah, seriously, come on. Yeah. But like, whatever. What are you going to do? People are immature. And it's true. I just like, I generally have a policy that I will not, I don't hang out with coworkers outside yeah. of work because I spend enough time with them already. Yeah. And, um, also inevitably you'll talk about work, which yes. I don't want to do outside of work. Yes. Um, so I just don't, I don't hang out with coworkers outside of work. If you transfer to a different, location or you quit like we can be friends mm. whatever but while we're working together i'm not interested in hanging out but um you know what are you gonna do no i'm the same way I and mean, there's people at work that i'm pretty f- darn friendly with at work but it's like i'm not seeking them out on a weekend it's no it's like i see enough of you man yeah like i don't really want to spend that amount of time with anyone that's why office life is very hard because you see the same people 40 hours a week at least yeah. um i now work in the service industry at a big enough location where I don't see most people. The most I ever see someone is maybe 16 hours a week. And that is nice. Cause yeah. like I was talking to my friend yesterday, Shu, who I do uh, Simone J with, she's worked in the same office for over a decade. Oh, and wow. she's like, yeah, it's fucking weird. Like these people are part of my lives. Like Lois knows about my husband's yeah. high cholesterol and it's just yeah. like weird. Like yeah, I can't imagine. I'm yeah, I'm nine years at my at my job. Yeah, so. you just you, at that point you just want to murder people for their little personality clicks. Yeah, well, I'm, I guess I'm fortunate in that there's been a lot of turnover, turnover, and then a lot of moving around, and I've been on two different two different teams. Yeah, and departments have been restructured. So, but there are a couple. There's at least one guy, Gil, that I've I've been with for nine years, like the entire time. Like he's that, always been around. You know, so. that's wild. It is wild, and he's the one. I sent you a text last week, a cryptic text, and I said, you can't fucking trust married people. Oh. And that was... What did he do? So, I'm going to totally call out Gil. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gil is, is a guy I worked with for nine years. Uh-huh. Pretty good friend of mine. You know, we don't hang out outside of work, but, you know, we're good work friends. He's married to a woman who also works at the same company, but in a different department. Uh-huh. And she works with a bunch of other women. It's just one of those departments. It's yeah. All, it's all ladies. Uh-huh. So... I, there's a girl, a young lady that she works with who I will call, what's a good name? Stephanie. <laughs> I'll call her Stephanie. So I've met Stephanie on several occasions. Mm-hmm. I have always made the comment to Gil. I'm like, man, that's Stephanie right up my alley. Yeah. Right up my alley. Just everything about her. You know, I love the way she looks. I love her personality. It's like, you know, just, mm-hmm. but she's always, I know she lives with this guy. Like it's, she's, yeah. as long as I've known her. So, um, well, then I come to find out that this guy she lives with is uh, kind of a jag off because, <laughs> well, he doesn't, he hasn't had a job in like a long time and he uh-huh. just like lives, just like sits at home and plays video games all day while she works. Uh-huh. And uh, like for years, apparently it's been going on. 
and she is one of the, she's one of them DACA girls. She's a, she's a DACA. Oh, so she, okay, yeah. So she's got a lot on her mind right now. She's working hard to get her citizenship. She had to hire a lawyer. Mm-hmm. All this stuff. She's jumping through a lot of hoops, you know, trying to get get citizenship and take care of business. You know, mm-hmm. she's and she works like a corporate job, and she's got her head's in the right place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She's a responsible person. She's living with this guy who's not doing anything, and and she's supporting him. So anyway, whatever. So I found that out, and I was like, oh, well, that's that's dumb. That's a shame. Then. I get an invite from Dirty House <laughs> to go out for drinks uh-huh. one night after work. Well, you know, it was like one day. I was like, you want to go get a drink tonight after work? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I go, and Stephanie shows up. She, uh-huh. just, she just shows up and like sits right next to me and I think is being pretty flirty. Uh-huh. So we're talking, going about a lot of laughter. Like, sit, her, well, she's sitting right next to me and she's like, are you on Facebook? I'm like, yeah. She like friends me a friend request right then and there, you know. And I'm like, man. Yeah. Maybe she's getting ready to dump a loser and get with a no, wait. Is, uh, you're yeah. you're you're one step above a loser. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. a you're a real steady guy. A steady guy. So uh anyway, so then I so we had a few drinks, then we leave. Everyone had a good time. I go home. I send my friend Gil a text and I said uh because I'm an Italian gentleman. Yeah. I said I said, I said that Stephanie needs some Italian sausage in her life. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> This is now. This is a text between two men. This yes. is a guy on guy text. Yes. This should stay. This is the kind of thing that That's should clearly... stay between guys. And it's a jokey statement, which means it should never make it back to this girl. Right. That is not the type of info well, you. You already know where this is going. Yep. yep. <laughs> he told his wife, who apparently immediately texted her. Oh no. And told her that. Oh, no. And then the thing is, while we were out having drinks that night, she, we made plans to have lunch the next day. Oh, no. So, like, she was like, do you want to come and have lunch with us? She was like, you know, like the department yeah. is going, but, you know, do you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, I want to go with you. So anyway, so that lunch, I didn't I didn't learn this till later. So I go to that lunch and it's really awkward. Like, she's being really... Oh, no. Like, distant from me and everything. And I was like, what happened? Like, this is so weird, you know? Yeah. And then I start, like, the gears start turning in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. So I get back and I say to Gil, I'm like, did you? And he goes, oh, yeah. And my wife told her, like, right away. I was like, thanks. Jesus wow. fucking Christ. Years. I've been waiting years Yeah. for this. Yeah. Like, that's how long I've known this girl that long. And I'm like. Man, and now she thinks you're a douchebag. She thinks I'm a total douchebag. She thinks you're a total douchebag. Yeah. yeah. So I actually got really mad. I would be mad too. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, come on, dude. And so, and he goes, yeah. And uh, his he his wife apologized to me. Good. And I'm like, doesn't help me now. Though. No, it's <laughs> too late. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like that. I'm like, I'm okay with Gil, like saying that to his wife and laughing and like, yeah. you know, ha ha. But like, it should have been followed up by don't share that with her. Yeah. That's not right. Or at least you could say like. You know, Scott is a really nice guy, and he does like you. Like, you could have said that. Yeah. That would have been fine. I would have been more than okay with that. Yeah. But not those exact words that I used. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I can't even with that. That's terrible. I know. And I'm like, fucking. This is the second time that I can think of that, that, like, something like that has happened to me with married people. And I'm like, because you tell them Because they tell everything. And instantly goes, yeah. Because they have (laughs) nothing else to talk about. Because they do everything together. So they have to talk about other people. Yes. That's why married people suck. Um, you want to hear my terrible, terrible (laughs) work story? Yeah, tell me. (laughs) So, um, I worked with this guy that like, like you described this girl, Stephanie, right up my alley. Like one of those things where, and not even, 
if you looked at him, not even really my type, but just something about him was like, yeah, everything head to toe. I want this, but I learned, I've learned my lesson and I no longer hang out with or have sex with or do anything with coworkers outside of work. Yeah. So I just didn't do anything about it. Just we worked together. And then he said he was transferring to a location out of state. So it's like, all right, fine. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. It's cool. And I had talked to him because he moved to a state where I'm going in a month. Mm. And so I was like, oh, yeah, like if you want to meet up or I can crash with you, like that would be cool. He's like, totally, totally. So we exchanged numbers after his last day of work. Mm. We're no longer coworkers. We no longer live in the same state. Yeah. And I had contacted him about a week later saying, hey, can I use you as a reference? Like I'm updating my resume, blah, blah, blah. Sure. And I said, oh, I really miss you. And he said, no, you don't. I said, yeah, like you were the only crushworthy piece at work. Now I got nothing. <laughs> and so which this snowballed into like a very, very explicit sexting situation. Wow. And I haven't sexted <laughs> uh. in probably eight years. I'd been out of the sexting market. Yeah. And it was this whole thing where why didn't you say something earlier? Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada. Like sending graphic photos and videos and like making plans to meet up he's like i'm gonna be out there next month like i'll see you when you come out here the month after that i'm thinking oh my god like because i'm a woman yeah my brain goes oh he sent me pictures of his dick we're totally in love like i don't maybe i can move to the east coast i don't know <laughs> like that is seriously yeah. how my fucking brain works because i'm an idiot You've, so, got, you've got them ovaries. You know, I have so. those ovaries and I'm at an age yeah. where like all of my biology is like settle down and nest and have offspring. <laughs> um, but I kind of was like, yeah, this is like really exciting. I feel like I really like talking to him about other stuff as well as the sexting. Like I feel like this is a very compatible situation. Uh, and so like five weeks into that, I find out he has a girlfriend. Not just that he got a girlfriend after he moved to a new state. He had a girlfriend. The whole time. The whole time. And they moved together? together? And they moved together. Oh, my God. And it gets worse because I know her. Like, we're not what? friends, obviously. I didn't know that she had a boyfriend. Yeah. But I've met her before. Um, and so I find out that he has a girlfriend. Yeah. And I just was like, well, fuck. Like, what do I do? Do I reach out to this girl? Do I try to get a hold of her to say, hey, just so you know, like, your dude has been doing this with me, which is not cool. Yeah. Um, and I thought about it and I kind of decided, well, nothing actually happened. Yeah. So I'll just let sleeping dogs lie. If he's going to fuck up, he's going to fuck up with someone else. Like, yeah. she'll find out and it leaves me out of the equation. Like, and I felt like... Like, I felt kind of heartbroken and, like, also, like, really betrayed and, like, mm. oh, I went out of my comfort zone and did this sexting and, like, because initially I was, like, I'm not into that. And then yeah. it was, like, well, you know, we're 3,000 miles away. Like, this is all we can do. Yeah. Um, And that's what I get. So, uh, so I hadn't talked to him in over a week because I just, I'm like, I'm not going to reach out to him. If he writes me again, I'm just going to say, you have a girlfriend, you piece of shit. <laughs> So I'm leaving Vegas. We're getting in the car to drive home and I get a text message from him. Hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I've been seeing so-and-so since December and um, I feel really shitty uh, about lying to you. And I just wrote back, I found out a week ago and you, I feel really shitty about sexting with you. I appreciate you being honest with me. Well, a little late. Well, I meant like, <laughs> I, yeah, like coming clean basically. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> I think, well, that was a thing. <laughs> and he just came forth of the goodness of his own heart. His conscience got to him. Uh, no. no. So I get, a, <laughs> I get a text halfway through the drive from the girl, and it's worded almost exactly like the text that he sent me, which makes me think she sent that other text from his phone. Yeah. But she's all, hey, it's so-and-so. When can we can we talk? Like, oh. And uh, so I called her because, like, I'm overly empathetic because I've been on the other side of this, and yeah. I know how fucking shitty it sucks to, like, move cross-country with someone and be like, who the <laughs> fuck am I sharing my lease with? Like, yeah. Um, and so we talked and she basically was like, how the fuck didn't you know? And I'm like, she read our entire text history. So mm. she's, she, you know, formerly would have been on a list of people I would have thought would never see me masturbate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now she has seen all of me Oh my god! <laughs> and like read this conversation, which makes me feel like someone has seen me have sex. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. And like knowing that um i just never wanted to play this part in someone's narrative i guess mm. like the fact that i'm part of her heartbreak makes me feel really really shitty and like i know i've had my dabbles with like a guy who was going through a divorce that i slept with but it's like they'd already met with the divorce attorneys you know what i'm saying like yeah this is someone who is in a new relationship who is fully in love and has someone's telling her every day that she's the love of their life. And meanwhile, like some of these texts he sent while he was in bed next to her, like while they were watching a movie together. Wow. She's like, yeah, I was next to him when he sent that. I was like, and it just like really bothers me that like now someone, cause I know how it is to not be able to get those images out of your mind of like the person you're in love with being with someone else. Mm. And I'm that person. Like I'm part of that narrative that's going to be in her head, making her like upset and suspicious and like, yeah, but it wasn't your fault. I mean, no, no. I have been definitely like... You're both victims in this scenario. Yes, and she was super cool about it. She said, girl, I am not mad at you. I'm like, I can't believe you didn't know, but you're saying you didn't know. And like, I get it. I'm not mad at you. Um, I work with her best friend. No, oh, And man. she's like, I don't know what to do because if I tell her... She's going to be, she's going to take it out on you. Like, even if it's not your fault, cause I know her and she's going to be mad for me and you're going to be there. And I was like, I don't want to silence you. If you need to talk to your best friend, talk to your best friend and yeah. we'll work it out. But like, cause I, the last thing you need when you're in a bad relationship is to feel silenced because the only person you can turn to for comfort is the source of your pain, like mm. your partner. Yeah. And that's like a dynamic that keeps people stuck in abusive relationships. So it's like talk to whoever you need to talk to about it and the rest will sort itself out and hopefully your friend doesn't fucking you know <laughs> slash my tires <laughs> um so yeah so that's it's so like i'm an idiot because no, i don't think it's your fault well i, I mean, mean it's not i had no idea right i was like yeah. we don't work together anymore we're totally outside of each other's social circles and so now like I don't know who knows and doesn't know at my work. And when I walk through the hallways, like I'm, yeah. I feel really like awkward. Like, do you know? Cause it's really embarrassing. Like I'm mm. embarrassed that I was sexting with this person. I was embarrassed that I was doing it when they had a girlfriend. Like, like, you know, do you believe me that I didn't know? Yada, yada. It just makes me feel so awkward at work. Cause I'm like, that's such a private part of my life. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And to be like, oh, yeah, no, someone has seen, like, all of me sexually, more yeah, or less. Yeah. And 
is friends with my coworkers. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just like, uh, I don't know. And I've been, like, making myself sick about it, like, having a hard time sleeping and stuff, like, over guilt, mm. which, again, I didn't do anything wrong, but I still am having, like, a hard time just, like, sure. shaking off the guilt. And I feel it every day I walk into work because I worked a shift with her best friend, and I was like, does she know or doesn't she know? Yeah. You know? Like, when she's coming over asking me for change, because that's part of my job, like, does she know? <laughs> I don't know. It's, probably not. I would guess that she will probably talk to you about it when she finds out. Or just, I mean, not at work when there's a lot of people around. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if she finds out, will she tell everyone else and be like, you know, that bartender's a fucking bitch? Like, I don't know. But I thought I was, like, for once not being an idiot. But, no, I was being an idiot because I'm an idiot. Like, I make bad decisions. I really don't think that uh, you're – I mean, I, I don't think you're an idiot. I mean, I really don't think that anything that transpired is uh, – uh, worthy of, of you chastising your own intelligence. No, I know. But like, that's the thing is like, I, I used to think that I made bad impulsive decisions, but over the past year, I've made a lot of decisions that I've put thought into and they have turned out really poorly. And so then I'm like, even when I'm trying to make good decisions, I'm not. Well, that's the story of my life. I, I, guess, I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. I like, I had a job that I hated that I made a ton of money at and I, quit it because I had another job and I started the other job and it wasn't a thing and I didn't have a job there and I'd already quit my job and I was like here I thought I was making a good decision I was not like I don't know I just like have gone through a series of things in the past year where I I'm like it doesn't even fucking matter if you put thought into your life choices because they're all bad well that's kind of how I got to uh uh I mean (laughs) the reasonable the minuscule amount of success that I have enjoyed, mm-hmm. I'm air quoting enjoy for the listeners, uh, really started when I just realized that all my, like you, I was just saying all my decisions are, are, are bad. And uh, so I just kind of stopped making decisions. I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I'm just going to, I'm just going to sit here and, uh, you know, just- r- ride out life. And then things, things kind of got better, which is weird, but, it, it, but then you but know, it's because you're not fighting it. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I wake up every day and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I feel really part of me every day feels like I actually say to myself, I'm really lucky to have like the job that I have because it doesn't make sense given yeah. my <laughs> particular education yeah. <laughs> or lack thereof. Like I'm sitting today, it was a perfect example of this, but I'm sitting across the interview table. I'm interviewing people with master's degrees uh-huh. all the time who want to get into my who want to work under me. You yeah. Know what I mean? And I'm like, how am I here? You know? Yeah. And, um, but then also it's like, I also don't want to be doing this. I mean, it's just nothing. But just, you, yeah. you have to do something. I have no passion about this. No, I don't care about any of yeah. this, you know? So I, I had to go to a meeting today with uh, all the executives of the company or meeting in like the president's office, a couple of vice presidents there and everything. And all these people are talking and I'm just sitting there going in my mind, I'm actually thinking, I don't, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just looking around at these faces, and I'm, like, doing, like, the George Costanza serious face. Like, mm, I'm really interested in what you're uh-huh. saying, you know? Like, this is a, definitely an important matter of discussion here. And in my head, I'm just like, I don't give a flying fuck about yeah. any of Like, could not care less about any of this. But that's the key yeah. to actually, like, emotional success at work is to <laughs> not be invested in it and to not care. But what's so weird is that I feel like all these people 
care. I'm like, well, how do you guys care about this stuff? Like, I, like, it's, like, I feel like I'm the weirdo. Yeah. And I'm like, do they really care about this stuff? The thing is, though, it doesn't matter your level of caring because it doesn't affect your job performance. Yeah. I know people who care so deeply at work, but, like, they're so caught up in the emotional aspect of it that they are they're not good at their job and people who don't give a fuck like you or me who excel because we're just like, Oh yeah, I'm just doing the thing. Yeah. I just do the thing. Yeah. And I don't worry about it. Like that is it. Um, no, I think so. Simone Shea did an episode on incest this week, which Mm. led us to, um, you know, I did the history of it. Um, and that was like the deal with, uh, Oedipus, right. Mm. Is that he was told, Hey, you're gonna, um, you're going to kill, kill your, your father. father and, marry your mother. And, and he was like, fuck, no, I'm not. I'm out of here. Mm. And by fighting his fate, he goes out and he meets some random dude and kills him. Yeah. And then marries like a woman he loves. And what? Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's his mom. And so I think the lesson you're supposed to take away is like that it's pointless to try to fight your fate. Yeah. And so if my fate is just to stumble through life and have people see my fucking vagina, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> it. That's fine. Whatever. I you know there I've been humiliated in so many ways in my life, um, particularly sexually. <laughs> that uh, and I used to like it used to really upset me. The, well, the first couple times you yeah. get humiliated for one reason or another, it's upsetting. But then I just more I'm like, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's very little that humiliates me anymore. I just don't even care. I guess I just point. need to so, let it go. I just yeah. <laughs> because. I generally date people who are outside of my social circle. So like the people that I talk about that I date, you've never met. None of my closest friends have ever met. My coworkers haven't met. It's very outside. So it's all like very figurative when I talk about if I'm seeing someone, they're more of an idea or a cartoon figure. And so um, the idea that, yeah, that people know that this transpired, like they know all parties involved uh, is I think what's bothersome to me and it makes yeah. it more humiliating. Yeah. Like if I, if it were, yeah, I was sexting some guy and he had a girlfriend and it was really shitty, fine, whatever. But it's like, yeah. oh no, the people who I see every day know all, all, all actors in this play. <laughs> and that's what makes it very, cause I'm so private and I try yeah. to keep my sex life like very much away from my daily life. Well, um, that's a normal and healthy thing to do. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like I just generally, like I have to, n- my friends don't meet like i haven't had a boyfriend in years that any of my friends have met mm. like that's yeah, that's true yes yeah. <laughs> like i it just is so separate from my life and so yeah. the fact that like this shitty thing happened and it's like oh no it's very much part of my life i don't yeah. know like i'm reminded of it more um on a daily basis whatever it's humiliating and this lady has seen my my breasts <laughs> Well, at least she's in another state. So. Yeah, I know. Well, like they're coming to town to visit their families this month. And I'm like, just don't don't come into work to say hi to anyone. If you can just yeah. not stop by the yeah. the place that I work at to say hi to your former coworkers, that would be great. Because yeah. it's going to make me fucking collapse in tears. Like I will definitely not be able to act normal if that happens. So yeah. knock on all the wood. If you go out with people after work. Whatever. Just don't fucking step foot in that building. That would make me very happy. So, 
So they're gonna. So she's gonna stay with him. Then I got the feeling that yeah. she was going to. Mm. She's like, we've already overcome so much in the time that we've been together. I was like, girl, you have only been together since December. Yeah, how much have you had to overcome? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah. Well, apparently, like he had been sexting with other people. Roses. And she caught him because he was. It was like three thirty in the morning, and he was taking dick pics like in the living room or something, and was like, let me see your phone. And that's how she found our thread. And she's like, yeah, we've just overcome so much already and blah, blah, blah. And I thought we were over this. And I'm like, you have only been together since December, girl. Like, I know you're kind of in deep because you moved out of state. But, like, go to Home Depot and buy a nice, sturdy trash can so he has a place to live when you kick him the fuck out of your house. (laughs) The house that you put the down payment on or whatever. Like, kick him the fuck out. Wow. That's. Yeah. So, I don't know. Another guy that I work with uh, just signed a lease with his girlfriend. They got Uh, an apartment together. So he moved and and they got a place together. And then two weeks later, she broke up with him and like left. Oh, my God. (laughs) No. And uh, so he's really, uh, really upset. And then also right after that, then his mom uh, attempted suicide. Jesus. And is now like in the in the hospital because she took so many pills that her liver is damaged. So he had to he had to leave work. And fly to another state where his mom is because she tried to kill herself. And, and then he, he told me, he's like, by the way, my girlfriend just broke up with me. And I was like, didn't you guys just get a place together? He goes, mm, yeah, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Why would she, like, why yeah. would she fucking move in with him? That, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And he goes, yeah, I know. So trying to wrap my head around it. I just it. <laughs> feel like if you have any doubts and the guy's like, hey, we're going to move in together. Just yeah. be like, maybe not yet. Because I think there are a lot of people that literally don't know how to deal with those doubts they yeah. don't understand that like that's a voice telling you what, what it is that you really want or don't want yeah and they try to ignore that and then this is what happens you know yeah. they, they, it's like people that you know there's, there's always people that like get married in spite of those voices yes in their head saying like this is not the this is not right yeah and then they end up getting go, going through a divorce and it's like caught very costly yeah. and you're like you could have saved everyone a lot of trouble Including the people that bought you wedding presents. I mean, (laughs) just in general, the way I function in relationships is like, I want it to be as easy as possible for the other person to leave. Yeah. Because when you feel trapped, that's when people start like having affairs and stuff and lying versus just being like, hey, so you're cool. I want to sleep with other people. So let's break up. Yeah. And then you can just break up instead of being like, but we got to decide who gets the dog and we have a mortgage and like. Whatever, like, I just, I like it to be, like, everyone's money and everything is their own, and so when someone wants to peace out, just peace out. Yeah. Before you want to start lying and cheating to me, just peace out. That's cool. Like, I'm totally understandable if someone's like, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be with me either. (laughs) I've been with me for 33 years. It's fucking terrible. Like, get the fuck out. I understand. Run. Yeah. Go fuck other people. I will just keep fucking myself and (laughs) fucking up my life. That is fine. See, everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah. I get to fuck myself and fuck myself over and you get to fuck whoever yeah. wants to fuck you. But this guy seriously sounds like trash. Though. Oh, it's terrible. Sounds, yeah. He sounds like a garbage person. Well, yeah. And the thing was like she was saying, uh, you know, he just he tells me he loves me every day and I'm the love of his life. And this is so confusing to me. And I said to her, I go, he probably means those things when he says them. He probably means it in the moment, but also when he's sending pictures of his dick to other girls and saying how much he wants to fuck them, he means that too. But people need to understand that, like, 
I mean, anybody can say anything. Words are meaningless. Well, that's the thing. Who and cares I'll... if somebody keeps telling you they love you and they're doing shit like that? Well, that's, yeah, I mean... exactly. I was like, I have known enough guys to know the type of guy who when they, they'll look you in the eye and they'll say it and they fucking mean it. They mean yeah. it in that moment. Right. That's not a consistent feeling in their life where like they, you are the love of their life in yeah. that moment. And after you fall asleep and they're telling someone else how much they want to eat their asshole. Yeah. They mean that too. Yeah. So like <laughs> the, the character of the person, it doesn't really matter if yeah. you're the love of his life. Like he has a poor character <laughs> and he fucking, he fucking played you. Yeah. So I, it's, and it's one of those things where like, I think it's because she's younger than me and I want to like be like, girl, like it's not going to get better. Yeah. I have been where you're at and it doesn't get better. You cannot fix him. Well, when I, what, when I hear he tells me he loves me every day, I just, I really wanted to burst out laughing. I'm like, Oh my God. Like if that's, if that's what you're falling back on. Yeah. You got problems. Yeah. You know what he loves? He loves that you're willing to put the deposit on a new apartment. And yeah. he loves that you're willing to suck his dick whenever it's hard. Like he, yeah. lo- he loves that. That's great. You're making yeah. his life better. Yeah. He's able to afford a nicer life because he has someone like you splitting the bills and he, yep. he has a hole to stick it, you know? Yeah. Except for when you're at work or when you're asleep and then he has to fucking <laughs> seek out other women for attention. <laughs> And if he's that, if he needs that much female attention, he needs to be single. Like, and that's what I was like, I was talking to my friend after I hung up, like, thank God I was with my, like my good girlfriend afterwards. Cause I just was like shook. And I just was like, like, why even have a girlfriend? If you want to fucking, if you want to fucking sex everyone and fuck everyone, that's fine. Just don't have a girlfriend who thinks she's in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Like that's what makes you the dick bag. If you're open about the fact that you don't want a girlfriend, yeah. you don't want anything serious. You just want to send pictures of your wiener to people. Fine. Probably. I mean, my guess is that a guy like that probably thinks that, you know, because a lot of women aren't going to go for that. Right. So if he's, if he just walks around town acting like he's Sam Malone. Yeah. Like these, no one's going to be like, well, I'm not going to fuck you because you, I know you fuck everyone. Yeah, so, but so, like, so he wants to fuck. So he's like, "Well, I gotta have at least one steady thing yeah. going on where they, you know, where she thinks I'm, I'm true." Or you know? he, or yeah. he is so insecure he has to have a girlfriend. Because I've known a lot of guys like that where they go from girlfriend to girlfriend, but then they always fucking cheat on them and stuff. Yeah. and it's like because you, you need so much feminine reassurance that you have to have a woman to share your life with. Yeah, but then when she's not around. You like have to get reassurance from other women because you have like no secure sense of self as like a male sexual being. Yeah. Like it's just ridiculous where it's like, yeah, you don't have to walk around being like Sam Malone being like, I fuck everyone. But like do your shit on the DL. (laughs) Like it's not that hard to like just just sext with people or have sex with people who don't know each other. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Like that's a possibility. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. So that's a thing that I'm dealing with. Uh, and I'm like, I think about it every time I walk into work and uh, I need to just get over it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and, and hope that those pictures don't get shared. Yeah. <laughs> like, hopefully they're deleted. Trash can. It's not like, hey, girl, look at these pictures that fucking cunt was sending my man. Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't. Don't think about that. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that that would happen. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, so what are you going to do? You know, it's all on the road to becoming a famous, successful podcast personality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Maybe those pics can go public, and then that can help me get famous. Yeah. Probably. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it works like that. I think you have to make a sex tape with a celebrity to get famous. That's what Kim K did. Oh. Well, maybe uh, this guy will become famous, and that'll be your sex tape. So. He's not going to become famous. <laughs> He's too busy taking pictures of his fucking heart on to ever be successful at anything <laughs> other than that. Yeah. Well, maybe he there's, could a, be... there's a market for everything. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, my goodness. So lessons lessons to be learned. Yeah. It's like, number one, just don't live your life like us because we live in Phoenix. It's super hot. We have yeah. bad relationships with our mothers. Yeah. And we're sexually embarrassed by our colleagues. Mm. Yes. Mm. Frequently. Yeah. Frequently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't tell anyone that, you know, someone needs Italian yeah, sausage. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't be like, girl needs some Italian sausage in her life. Ah, yeah. Don't do that. Well, yeah. That, especially that not, not to anyone who knows the person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that, like rule number one. It's a game. It's a game ender. Yeah. That's what that is. That's what we call that. That is a game ender. Yeah. Yeah. But again, so here's another thing, though. So I don't obviously I don't know this guy, this boyfriend of hers. Uh-huh. But I'm like, what? What are you? Th- what are you thinking in that situation? When you're like, I'm gonna go to work every day, and and be responsible and pay these legal bills too that I have. Is I'm trying to get my citizenship, and I'll come home where you've been sitting on your ass all day uh-huh. playing video games, and then I'm gonna like let you fuck me. Like walk me through that mental setup. Because like <laughs> it's like it's it's women's low self esteem at its highest. Like, yeah. <laughs> why the fuck would this girl stay with dick bag guy where she's like, yeah, yeah, he needed me to get a deposit on this place, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he used you. He played you. Like, yeah. why the fuck would you stay with him? It's our low self-esteem. Um, did I tell you about my developmentally disabled boyfriend? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Did, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who I met in California and he's developmentally disabled. He had a head injury when he was younger. But um, he's like a real sweet, nice guy who has a job and his own apartment, and he keeps it clean and cooks himself healthy meals because his state appointed, <laughs> his state appointed helper. Uh, <laughs> helper or whatever, he uh, it comes to his house twice a week to make sure he's keeping it clean and cooking himself good meals. And this fucking guy is like the nice. I'm like, first of all, he knows how to clean because he does that for a living. <laughs> Because he's a janitor at a theme park. Yeah. Um, but also, he lives alone. He keeps his place clean. He cooks for himself, does his own laundry. He also, like, calls or texts when he says he's going to. Yeah. Like, on the button. is like, hey, very good at communicating and consistent. And every time I'm like, man, it's kind of uncomfortable because I think he has a crush on me. One of my friends always says, Sydney, you could do a lot worse than that. <laughs> like, you're right. He does have a a low iq however yeah. he's really good at being a person he has a job and takes care of himself yeah. versus how many women do you know who are out there with some fucking guy who can't like cook or clean or feed himself or apparently even go to work right like yeah. and it's a lot like i you know maybe it is better if if the options are full intelligence yeah fucking piece of shit dick bag yeah. or like moderately low iq nice human being yeah. like Maybe just go out and get yourself a special friend. I mean, I'm, I probably should. Although I feel like uh, it would be more frowned upon for a, a, a man of normal intelligence to be fucking a developmentally disabled yes. girl. Like that's it probably would not. That would definitely that would that would that would be my own Louis C.K. moment right there. Yes. Where I would. Uh, 
I would definitely lose friends and and uh, and influence, whatever influence. Well, I have. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people would be more accepting. Like for me, I'm like, is it taking advantage of someone? If because that's obviously like it's kind of a parental relationship. If you are in a relationship with someone who's developmentally disabled, like yeah, you kind of their like mommy wife. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I were to do that, people would be more accepting because they'd be like, well, her options were <laughs> normal straight men. Or this guy. And, like, this is obviously a step up from a normal heterosexual man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would definitely be seen as less predatory. Being like, yeah, he's just a good companion. Versus, like, a guy having sex with a special person. They'd be like, he's using her for sex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bet I bet this guy that doesn't work and sits at home playing video games, I, I bet he tells her that he loves her every day. Like, I don't doubt it at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. She comes home and he's like, baby, I love you. And she's like, oh, I had a really hard day at my corporate job. Yeah. And I got a lot of bills to pay. And he's like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> yeah. The last you know time, what I mean? The, the last time someone loved me, I paid for my own abortion. And I came home from having surgery. And they told me they cheated on me. And I sucked their dick. So, you know, they loved me a whole lot. That's a lot of love. <laughs> they <laughs> that is me. a lot That's of love. That's a lot of I love yous. Oh, um, so love is dangerous and bad it's it's definitely uh it's a powerful like like all things that are powerful i mean uh, an atomic bomb in the wrong hands yeah extremely dangerous yes uh in hopefully responsible yeah government hands you know it's it's a useful deterrent against global catastrophes that is a very good analogy yeah that's love yeah yeah because yeah and it it definitely like when because i haven't dated like in a long time and i know my pattern is falling for people who are unavailable Mm. um be it out of state or going through a divorce or something like i definitely fall for people who are not truly available and i think Mm. it's my subconscious being like yeah you don't want to get into that whole real love thing you you want to taste it because it's fun when it's good but like do you really want to get into that whole like real love relationship thing um just because like my experience of it has been so uh bad yeah, I'm I mean, a child of yeah. multiple divorces and then mm-hmm. also uh, having been in a, an abusive relationship, you know, it rattles yeah. me. It rattles me. I, I saw him in person a couple of months ago and I just like, yeah, I just was really overwhelmed with the idea that me, I probably will never be in love that much ever again. And that's probably for the best. Yeah. So Well, you never know. You don't ever know, but, you know, I just keep getting older and more tired and more sad, so probably, (laughs) like, uh, chances are I will kill myself before I fall in love again. Like, that's just, like, (laughs) 95% chance that that's what's going to pop off in my life, so what are you going to do? It's good to have goals. It is. Yeah, my mom the other day was talking about, because my brother gets the house, they bought a house together, he gets it when she dies, and she's like, yeah, you're not going to get anything, but you're not going to inherit my debt. And I was like, I don't need to get anything because when you die, I can then kill myself without guilt. Oh. And she said, oh. And I said, I have to go now. <laughs> oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm a terrible person to have around. Oh, but you know, but you're not really going to kill yourself. Def- not, definitely don't. Not while my parents are still uh. alive. <laughs> um, no, I have a lot of people who really love and care about me. Yeah. Um, That's positive. Yeah, our, I guess. It's it's also burdensome. Our producer is being so loud. She's being super loud. What do you... 
Jasmine were recording a, a session. She's, uh, now, now she's burst into the booth. She's burst into the recording booth just yeah. to fucking walk all over to, everything. To show me her anus. Yeah, it's always, she's always like, you ever see one of these? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, every yeah. fucking time you turn your back on me. I've seen it many times, Jasmine. Yeah, no one needs to see it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Jesus, actually, I know someone you can send a picture of that to, Jasmine. Let me give you his <laughs> phone number. All right, yeah, okay. Thanks. All right, get out of here. Thanks for that. Get out of so, here. So, uh, I mean, I don't know how long we've been going, but. I mean, <laughs> since the dawn of time. The dawn of time. Also an hour. That's perfect. Yeah. But, we can wrap this up. Yeah. Well, I have one more thing I wanted to bring up because this just blew you my mind. You don't want to end on suicide? continue yeah no I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna slog through some of these topics okay. <laughs> <laughs> i don't care if you or the listeners don't want to hear it, too bad they can they can fast forward so i work with this guy who i thought was gay uh-huh. for the longest time or at least you know he's very feminine uh-huh. you know and whatever nice guy you know i was just like oh it's like i was always like eh, he's either gay or he's just one of those really effeminate guys uh-huh. and uh then i find out that he uh, was a prison guard for 10 years. Hot. Blows my mind, right? I'm blown away. I'm like, what? So I started talking about it, and he's like, yeah. And he, he At Florence. Florence Whoa. State Prison, yeah. And he, and he worked in, like, whatever the... I forget, he told me the name, but it's, like, the unit with, like, the hard hard guys. Yeah. He worked in the unit with, like, the crazy eye killers, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, and he started talking about it, and he goes, yeah, it's all about, like, you know, your attitude. Like, you just have to walk around like they know... They know that you're the boss kind of thing. Uh-huh. And the more he talked, I was kind of like, oh, this guy's for real. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then I realized, you know what? This reminds me of when I found out that Bob Ross, mm-hmm. the painter, uh-huh. the PBS painter, was in the military for 20 years. Uh-huh. He was a career military guy. He was an NCO, which is a, a sergeant. Not uh-huh. Like, those guys are all hard asses. And like I read... Uh, in an interview with him where he's like, yeah, I used to, like, my whole career was yelling at people all the time. I was always, like, yelling at, at people, like, make your bed, shine your boots, all this stuff, you know. And he's like, when I got out of the Army, I just, like, I just couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. He's like, I never want to raise my voice again. And so, you know, I just, and it was like, you look you, you look at Bob Ross, and, and he comes across as, I don't know about effeminate, but he's definitely gentle. very gentle, you know. And I feel like this guy is just like Bob Ross. Like, yeah. he, had, he had 10 years of this. Like, I bet if I met him during that time, I probably wouldn't even recognize him. Yeah. Like, if you could go back in time. And then I started, like, I I have this new theory now where it's, like, certain jobs that you have, it's, like, PTSD. It's, like, uh, or actually, it's, like, you know, everyone has their, their everyone's got, like, masculine and feminine qualities. Yeah. Whether you're a man, man or a woman. You know what I mean? I have my feminine qualities, you know, <laughs> microscopic though they may be uh-huh. sometimes. And uh, But I feel like if you have, if you're in a position where you have to, like, maximize one of those uh-huh. like for us so long that it's almost like when you stop doing that the other it has to flip the other way yeah you know what i mean well i feel like that's people are always surprised because for a living i'm a bartender so i have to be turned up all the time yeah i'm very i'm social for a living i have to be commanding and dynamic and whatever and then i do these podcasts where i'm talk 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 yeah and so people are always surprised in my private life I spend a lot of time alone and I need a lot of time alone and I can go days without talking to anyone. Yeah. I, sometimes my text response time can be like well over a day, sometimes two, because I just like forget to check my device. Yeah. I, you know, in my private life, I prefer to not talk ever. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I don't drink and I'm very calm and relaxed and 
quiet. And it's because, yeah, for a living for the past 13 years, I'm walking to, to work is like walking up on stage. Yeah. And then outside of that, I am done. I am yeah. so exhausted from like that. It's like when you see the when you see movie stars on talk shows and they're usually really boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like, God, why are you so fucking boring? Like, like say something. Yeah. You know, like Conan O'Brien's like just trying to like pull teeth out of, you know, like just say something. Yeah. You know, they're like, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. You know. Because they save it. They save all their juice. Yeah. For like Kristen Wiig is a good example. When you hear an interview with her. Yes. She has the mildest, flattest personality, and she doesn't she doesn't over articulate or explain anything. Yeah. She's very like short answers, very and you just think like, how is this person this like really dynamic actress and writer and whatever? Yeah. But she saves all the juice for that. You know? Yeah. I saw her she was on Comedians in Cars with uh -huh. Jerry Seinfeld and she was I was I was like, Wow. Not what I expected at uh -huh. all. Like she was pretty boring. She's also a really hipster. Yes. In a, in a way that I did not expect. Yes. Because she always plays like these sort of goofy weirdo characters, you know uh -huh. what I mean? And I thought like she would be sort of like goofy funny, but it's like, it's like, no, she just looks like an LA hipster. Yeah. You know, like totally, you yep. know? Yeah. Her Mark Marin interview is very yeah. interesting because it is like one of the flattest interviews ever. I still really enjoyed it, but it was just like very insightful into yeah. her as a person. Um because, yeah, she doesn't – she's not overly gregarious or explanatory of anything. Yeah. And she acts like she just, like, fell into this great success, which obviously isn't true. She worked very, very hard. Yeah. But she doesn't, like, talk about it like, ah, and I did all this stuff and these things. She's like, well, you know, I did Groundlings for seven yeah. years. And, um, yeah, I, w I worked as a temp. And then – and you're just like, wow, that is – Yeah. You are, turn you are like, a, a one – and then you get on stage and you're a 14. Steve Martin is like that. He's very, he's so shy that he's, he's like painfully shy. You like ever had an interview with him. He's just like he, one word answers, you know? Wow. Like totally monosyllabic. And you're like, dude, Steve Martin, like, come on. Yeah. You watch his old standup and he's like out of control. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like insane. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. People, they contain multitudes. People contain multitudes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I told you that I joined an online dating site because I hate myself. Well, you've done it before, so. Uh, yeah, but I usually don't last like more than 24 hours. Usually it's, I'm on it for 24 hours and I say, this is terrible. And uh, like a lot of the responses, because I just have a couple pictures up there and then it says, you know, what are you into? And I say like Pilates and podcasts and Disneyland drag queens and my dog Frank. Like yeah. that pretty much sums me up. Like it says, what are you doing with your life? And I say putting liquids in cups and starting a media empire. Yeah, um, sounds good. That's about yeah. it. It's very, yeah. And so uh, a lot of the responses I get are like, you look like the right type of crazy or whatever. <laughs> You look, you look like someone I could have a wild time with. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know where you're getting that. Like, yeah, there's a picture of me wearing a Chewbacca onesie at the science center, but like, uh, and so <laughs> I got one message that was like, Hey, um, like, so what type of liquids do you put in cups? Like clearly not alcohol because all your pictures are during daylight hours and you don't seem like a hot mess. And I just really appreciated that someone was able to look at me and rather than project like, you're a wild woman. Yeah. They're like, you seem really together. Like, none of these pictures are at bars or parties. Like, Oh, yeah. Um, like, they're all from, like, hiking trips or, um, you know, just like a selfie. Like, here's my fucking face. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I actually, like, wrote that person back and have been talking to that person because I'm like, 
Yeah, you, I think you get me more than someone who's like, ooh, you must be wild. <laughs> you know, who the fuck are you talking about? Like, the, I, che- the Chewbacca onesie is pretty wild. It is pretty wild, but yeah. also they sold them at Target, so a lot of people own them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, because I'm like, outside of like work, like I go to work and I put liquids in cups and then I do research for podcasts and I do those and I do animations for them. And then I just like go to Pilates and I hike. Yeah. That's about it. I think it's pronounced Pilates. Pilates, yes, it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, which I'm obsessed with now. Ugh. Is Pilates like a form of yoga, basically? Kind or? of, but it's more like strength training. Like it's doing movements. Rather than just poses, it's movements that like work different muscle groups. And it's nice because you have these machines to kind of facilitate you to help you keep the form because... Like, I did those bar classes, which are basically oh, floor Pilates. Yeah, yeah, and that's, like, floor Pilates, but without, like, the machine to help balance you, you have to be in such good shape Yeah. to, like – and Pilates has a machine to help. But I started going because I'm, like, my back hurts too bad, and I'm going to be in a fucking wheelchair by the time I'm 40. Like, I need to do this. And so I went to the, the studio and did a free trial, and they basically – everyone who works there is either a physical therapist or has a degree in dance or movement or whatever – and it felt more like physical therapy. So where Barr was like, sweat, sweat, <laughs> be miserable, get skinny. This was like, all right, so we're going to focus on aligning your spine. And this is mm. where your spine should be to have a neutral, you know, whatever. And so I just was like, yep, this is it. This is what I need to do. And so I've been going and it's expensive, but I've been going because it's like an hour a day where I am not depressed. Mm. Um, and also it's going to get all my muscles toned so that I don't have a bad back. That's a good thing. Yeah. Cause I just was like, it's $200 a month, which is a lot, but it's cheaper than going to a massage therapist and a chiropractor. Mm, so, yeah. and just being like, Oh yeah, I have to go spend my phone, the money for my phone payment on a massage. Cause I can't turn my head to the left. Like, <laughs> or I can just fucking take Pilates. Yeah. So that's what's happening there in my life. It's my full suburban fantasy. Yeah. Where I'm just, you know, going to Pilates and getting my hair bleached and Yeah, you're really yeah, you're living that California lifestyle. I am living like the suburban California lifestyle just mm. in like far east Mesa. Yeah. Which well, is which yeah. is beautiful. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the Mesa, Arizona pretty much is a, a suburb of California, I think, at this point. Yes. So we'll say that it is. It know. is. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Well, it's like one of those desert towns. Yeah. Cuz it's I live right in the mountains. For show. For show, for show. Tonto National Forest. Uh, What's up? Tonto. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Anything else on your list? Your list? Uh, I mean, there's a lot on there, but, you know, we, we'll save it for some more, for some later podcasts. Well, whatever. So. <laughs> your fucking choice, Scott. I mean, you know, as long as we've established why these Indians don't talk to each other. <laughs> it's very setting worrying i'm worried about these indian people i feel like they can worry about themselves just get together guys (laughs) just get it together (laughs) hang out (laughs) you just you you strolling there with a guitar one day being like everybody get together try to love one another and they're like no scott why are you singing you're like i just thought it'd be cool like you guys were friends come on brown people <laughs> you fucking white messiah. Come on, brown people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Jesus fucking Christ. Well, so vote for Scott for town commissioner. Yes. He vows to get all the Indian people to start hanging out with each other. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> keep getting them together in one place to keep track of them. Oh, well, actually, you could you could win with that. So, yeah. Cause yeah. It's we, Arizona. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so. It sure is. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, we can we can say goodbye, and then off air, you and I can plot how the fuck we're going to get out of here for the summer. Yeah, I definitely need to... Uh... Your, your, sister has two, <laughs> your sister has two homes now. She's got a beach house. Can't we just squat in one of them? I would think so, yeah. I mean, I'll we'll pay her rent. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would pay her the same $150 a month that I pay my mother. Oh, yeah, I don't think she's going to go for that. Yeah, I know, no, she wouldn't. <laughs> they actually are, their beach house, they, they do rent it out. Oh, they do? Know? Okay. Not to like one, they like timeshare it out, yeah. I think, yeah. So okay. there's always different people there. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So that would be really hard to squat in. They have like a management company that runs it for oh, them. Oh, that you know? was an investment for them. I yeah. see. Uh-huh. But they, but they're still good. They can still use it themselves. Yeah. They're just, they just have to like book it, you know, like, yeah. we're going to go there this week, whatever. So. God damn it. Oh, no. My sister. Um is someone that I will talk about off air. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm glad we had this talk. I'm glad we had this talk too. Bye.